What's going on, Knicks fans? I'm your host, Apollo Reed. I'm here with my brother, Andre Jalil, my cousin, Rick the Ruler. Welcome to the Guard Up Knicks podcast. Here's Dennis Smith Jr. driving. That's what he does. Drives and drives. Inside for Lopez. Lost by Knox. Here's Smith Jr. up with the left hand. It is. Rising and surprising him with the block shot. Smith Jr. dishing off. Kevin Knox. Wide open. Knox throws it up. And Robinson with the left. This is our take on everything Knicks, on and off the court. Well, mostly about the eye test, not too much about the numbers, but as we all know, men lie, women lie, numbers don't. On this episode, we're going to chop it up about landing at the number three spot in the NBA draft lottery and missing out on Zion Williamson. We're going to talk about R.J. Barrett and his strengths and weaknesses and how he fits into what we got going forward in the future and some AD trade possibilities. This is episode 16. Let's get right into it. The third pick goes to the New York Knicks. <laughs> Knicks family, what is going on? Welcome back to the Guard Up Knicks podcast. Fellas, what's going on, man? It's been a while. Not too much, man. Chilling. Just a little something called the lottery. Yeah. Draft. A lot of they got something we just went through the fixed. I mean, we just went through the <laughs> it's rigged, it's rigged. Um, matter of fact, that's what we're gonna call this episode. We're gonna call it It's Rigged, just 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 because I don't even really believe it's rigged, but I do believe it's rigged. But you know how it is, every Nick fan, yeah, because my thing is like, we're not on. witnessing that was one of the things I was gonna say. You know how, like, when they do like the actual lottery. And like you see, like you know, in the New York lottery, whatever the case, and the balls pop up, and you yeah. see the numbers, like we see the envelope, can't see like the the balls like jumping around. Right. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You, you know what that. I mean? It just seems. Yeah. Like it's like, yo, y'all, y'all do that ahead of time, and then I we I I don't know. It's it's a little bit funky. Yeah. But however, let me just say this: I'm not upset with the number three pick. No, nah, me neither. All right, I am. And I'll tell you why. Mm. If you are in the mood for ice cream and all you can think about is ice cream, ice cream, ice cream, and someone hands you a yogurt, <laughs> yo, yo, yogurts, they're good. They hit the spot sometimes. They come in different flavors. They're great. In, it, in itself, they're great. But I'm looking for ice cream. So, yeah, yogurt is, is an okay thing to have. But if I want ice cream, I want ice cream. But who? And, and, and we were looking for Zion and we didn't get him. And I, but I, I think that might be a blessing, man. I don't believe in Zion like that. You know, I, I, I those number one draft picks, man. That could be a blessing and a curse. It's like fun when you get them, and then they got to turn out to be like, you know, worth that pick. Well, well, the last the last first round draft pick that we got worked out pretty well. So, yeah, I mean, see, this is my thing. This is my thing. I posted on. Um, one of my social media accounts earlier, we didn't know a thing about Chris Tapps Porzingis before he was drafted at number four. Mm-hmm. He was drafted, we booed him, and then we fell in love. So, yeah, we, we, we didn't get the number one pick, but we do get a number three pick. If you check throughout history, number three picks really pan out to be very, very good players. Not that there's not as many busts as in the number one picks, because the number one picks are usually risks, very huge yeah. risks. It's true. So the number three pick, you're usually landing yourself with a player who is set and knows what their game is. Usually at the number three pick. So um, I'm I, I'm the type of person I was always. I was I always had the mindset of don't kill yourself with your own expectations. If you're not guaranteed something, don't believe you're going to get something. Right. So, like I, like I always said, we went through 34 years of, this, of there being a draft system, a draft lottery system, however it went, and only seven times, actually now 35, only seven times has the worst record yielded the number one pick. So the chances of it happening were very, very slim. So I already knew, yeah. That's why I kept saying, listen, as long as we don't fall out of the top three, I'm fine with it. 
Right. right. I was I was happy we didn't come down with the fifth because I'd have been like, wow. Yeah. So like number three, it didn't. I said okay. Like when I when I, I when I when I heard it was the third pick because of course I wasn't home to watch it. I said all right. You know, three is not is not the worst. It's not. And and you, it's really you know, my you, thing. You, is, you guys are handling it pretty well. But uh, here's my thing. I don't. Who was feeding us this? We were gonna get the first pick. Like, how is that a guarantee? Like, I don't. That was my whole thing the whole time. It's just like, how how are we gonna get the number one pick? We're gonna get Zion. Like, that's so rare. Yeah. It, it, you know. Yeah. But it's all right. I, I don't I'm know not... whose idea. Who I don't know how we started getting fed that because we were the worst team in the league. Because yeah, for a couple of different reasons, we haven't received a a, a, um, a first round pick in in a in hundred years. Uh, we we were the worst team in the league. Um, with we weren't really tanking. I mean, like we knew that they weren't doing the draft the same way um, this year. So, what sense did it make for us to tank? Like it, it just see. But this is third this, pick isn't bad. See, but though. this is my thing, I, and that also it, it just makes me cringe every time I hear the word. It's so easy to say tank. We could not. How many games? Did you watch this year? The Knicks watched the majority, majority of, of the, the games. Majority of the How you all many seen. of those games can you honestly say we're a better team than those guys over there? Thank you. Mm, I, I don't Thank you. <laughs> there is no uh, way we went out there. Actually, the teams that we did say that about, we lost to. It, it, well, that's because these guys were mostly rookies. you know, And that's what I kept saying the entire year. We are not a good team. It's not like the Bulls, who have veterans, who know what to do on a night-to-night basis and go out there and they don't even get to play in order to do that because the team is tanking. You know what I mean? So that's what tanking looks like. You could not, there's no way you can tell me that these guys who just got into the league are okay with losing and, right. and said, you know what, yeah, let's just lose. Like, no. These right. young guys don't have the ability to keep their mouth shut to the media or anyone if that was said to them behind closed doors. They're, they're, they're very young. They don't have the, the ability to keep that to themselves. If that was actually said, they want to win. They want to win. They want to win. So you don't you you don't play the sport if if you're okay with losing. Like even even when Melo was here, right? And they and then they won games toward the end of the season. Everybody was like, "Yo, what are y'all doing?" He was just like, "Listen, it's hard for you to not try to win when you're out there." Right. Right. Why would you? Why would you do that? Right. Who's out there like losing on purpose? Right. Right. He's like, it's hard. You out there, you playing the game, you want to win. So that's that's why to me it was it was a listen, we're not a good team. Everyone's gonna point to the canter thing as a reason why we did not uh why we well, why we were tanking is because we weren't playing someone as good as Cantor. Now is and and this is for the life of me. Cantor puts up amazing numbers. That has nothing if it's not in a win, it doesn't matter. Yeah, none of it matters. It does not matter. If it if those numbers all the numbers Cantor put up for us this year and last year, how many times were those big numbers and those big games in wins? It rarely happened. The games mm-hmm. where we won, Cantor didn't really have a lot of points and a lot of stats in those games. Look at last night. We're watching the Golden State Warriors versus the Portland Trailblazers. And what is Steph Curry doing? He's lighting it up from three. Why? Because mm-hmm. Cantor is not stepping out of the paint on a high pick and roll on top of the three-point line. Where is Cantor? They're setting the pick two feet above the three-point line, and Cantor is already in the paint. When you have the best shooter this world has ever seen <laughs> with the ball in his hand, that is exactly why we sat Cantor. That right there. Because we don't want our young guys learning that. S-H-I-T right there. You know what I'm saying? So that's why we sat cancer. You know what I mean? It, it was more of a, listen, if we're going to lose, we're going we're to we're lose the right way. We ain't going to be losing out here for guys to just be getting stats. No. That's right. not how we're going to do it. We're going to develop our guys with this losing time. We're not going to sit here and, and give minutes to guys that don't need the minutes. Cancer, go somewhere else and play. He knew he wasn't supposed to be here anyway. 
But let's not get into that. Like, I feel like if you honestly believe the New York Knicks basketball team tanked, that means you weren't watching the games. Yeah. Honestly. They were fighting, they were fighting they every were fighting single a game. Lot of this. Yeah. They were fighting. And that this is what – but we said this last year. We said this in the podcast. That we're a, a one or two experienced players. That's why we were – the disappointing thing about Chris Stapps leaving was that we were anticipating he would play this season and that he would be that piece that would get us over the hump. Right. But we're just a few – one or two experienced uh, players – Away, I honestly feel like to be in, in, in contention now, whether it's Kevin Durant or Anthony Davis or Kyrie Irving, and who I'm really not excited about us getting at this point. I really that makes me nervous. That whole uh, uh, diva thing and, and just seeming like he wants to take more shots, even though he's missing everything, it makes me nervous. But I think that we're a few experienced players away from being like a contender. You know, the East is still not a strong uh, a strong division. But uh, you ever you ever saw like the 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 kid who hung out with all the tough dudes that wasn't really the tough dude, but he tried to talk <laughs> like the tough dudes. I feel like what right. Kevin Durant is doing and what he says to the media and what he gets away with to the media, Kyrie Irving tries it and it just not it just does not look right on him at all because that's not his personality. You think so? You think he tries that? To, to, this is the, he's never do done this before. And it's ironically around the same time Durant ramped up his sassiness to the media. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? When they're both rumored to be going to New York, which is what another reason <clears throat> why I feel like Kyrie Irving is acting the way he's been acting is he's been rumored to want to go to New York since he was in Cleveland. So everyone that says, oh, you wanted to leave LeBron so you can have your own team. Stop. That's not why he left. He left because he knew LeBron was leaving and he didn't want to be left there with whatever they had going on. Because you clearly see after LeBron left, what did they become? A lottery. But it, it, and they asked him, he gave his answer, but nobody listened to his answer. They still said, yeah, uh, well, he, he, he wanted his own team. Like, because I, I, I listened to the interview when they asked him about that. What? And um, Kyrie, Did when they asked him team. about leaving, the reporters put that in his mouth. He never said Yeah, and that. that's what I'm saying. Everyone has this narrative that he wanted his own team. No, it's, he didn't want to be there after he knew LeBron was leaving. It was, a, it was a foregone. Everyone knew by the time the season started that LeBron was leaving. You know what I mean? So, yeah, of course. Why not? I'm out of here. So he forced that trade. He put the Knicks on his list. He didn't put the Celtics on his list, but the Celtics, he was traded to the Celtics. I'm not sure if he did at that time or not, but he was traded to the Celtics. His destination was the Knicks. That's where he wanted to be. So I feel like, just like him coming out and saying, if you guys will have me, I'll, I'll resign here in the offseason. Why would you say that just a month or two after the, the extension period for you to sign your extension just passed? That's why I knew it was bogus when he said it. So mm. I never played into Kyrie being a Celtic. I never played into Kyrie. I don't own anyone shit. Okay, you don't. But so you don't think he he, he would want to go to uh, Boston? That's just the way the, the the cookie. Yeah, he never wanted to go to Boston. I mean, if we talking about someone who grew up in the New York area, why why would he want to play in Boston? Right. Well, I know that his father uh, played, went to college in Boston. Where in Boston? The, yeah, he went to Boston University, from what I understand. I think that was a college. So he was trying to make his father happy. I mean, I think that I think he, I him, think that he had ties there, and maybe that you know, maybe it was one of those things about the legacy. His father. I feel like he was listening to his father saying, "Yo, Boston would be a great place. I know X, Y, and Z. I'm familiar with the area." You know, son making him happy, make his son happy is, is someone to make his dad happy. I, I think that that you have a great relationship with your father like they do. I yeah, think that that's totally possible. plausible, plausible. But I think that, of course, they he would want to be in New York. But that wasn't the opportunity then. But that was a way out of, of Cleveland. Man, right. the guy just made a whole entire movie about Rucker Park. <laughs> the guy wanted to be in New York, and I think that's just it, that's, it, wait, wait, wait. It what, doesn't what really. What movie was that? Is that the uh, Uncle, Uncle Drew, Drew movie? Uh, 
That they did that in Rucker Park. Yeah, it was it was an, it was yeah, basically like a New York based movie. I did. I haven't even seen it. <clears throat> wow. But um, I mean, I'm sure it'll be all over networks in in New York if he signs here. <laughs> I guarantee you that. But I mean, I mean, let me let me just say this real quick. I, I'm not excited about him coming, but it would be exciting. Like it scares me. I, I'd be a little. But I, it, it still would be exciting to see Kyrie in the New York Knicks uniform. But, who, you know, he's got to be here with somebody. Because now, they, what do you guys think about this whole packaging this for AD? What would what, you say? You said a package deal? Yeah, Which what, package? What, what, what do they say? They're saying the stuff about packaging stuff for, to get AD. What do you guys feel about that? I, I don't. I, I'm not listening to anything right now. Uh, I don't know where this AD conversation began. I don't know who started it. I, I'm not into it. Um, I'm not into I, it. I, I'm not. Like it doesn't make any sense to me. Like and, and like I've been listening to to the radio a lot, and I hear um, so-called Nick fans calling in talk about yeah, you know, I'm. I'm I think it's a good idea to package up some of the the young younger players on the Knicks and and and, and, and make a package deal for AD. And I'm just like, wh- why? Why would you do like they they're finally doing things the way that they're supposed to? Exactly. And you want them to jump in in, in a time machine and go back to doing things stupid? Like I, exactly. I just, we just I'm, I'm sick of listening. Left to the mellow era, which all right did. Gallinari and, and, and Wilson Chandler and Mozgov really turned out to be much. Not really, but that's not the point. The point is they could have been pieces, role players around Amari and Melo. So that when injuries did happen, and they did happen, as soon as Melo got there, Amari just mysteriously got injured all the all the damn time. So I mean, it's it to me, it's just it's just crazy. It's, I don't know. I don't know, man. It, we just left that whole era of getting of trading for a player who is a free agent the next year. Yes, I understand the chances are very slim of us getting us in the offseason next getting him in the offseason next year because of various reasons. But you mean to tell me you're okay with giving up our last three draft picks basically in Mitchell Robinson, Kevin Knox and Frank Nilakina, as well as the third pick and as well as a pick from the, for next year from, from not Dallas worth it. for Anthony Davis. Come it's not on. worth it. Really? It's like, it's like you go into the store with a hundred dollar bill and they're giving you monopoly money as change. Yeah. Like it, it just like, it doesn't have <laughs> like, like, I like, I like that. I like that. <laughs> The mon- monopoly money, and then you get it for change. <laughs> you, you really look at that dude like, mom, mom, you'd be like super confused, like, all right, you, you, you playing? <laughs> What's this? I'm like, that's, that's monopoly know. money. That's it's, and he'll be happy to receive it, anyhow. But so, so now that the, the lottery is drawn, and we, we, um, we know which teams are getting which picks, we don't. We don't know that. I mean, it's yeah, we do. New Orleans is getting picked number one. Well, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we don't know. I'm sorry, I thought you were saying we know who, oh, who they who, who they're who, choosing. Who, oh no, no, right. yeah, we don't. That's what that's what I'm leading into. Like, so the Knicks have the third pick, and just because the number three player is R.J. Barrett, does that mean that that's how everything is going to go? You think Jai's going to go number two? No, I think I think that here's what I think is going to happen. I do feel like Zion doesn't want to go to New Orleans. Now, I feel like he might say something like, the last place I want to be is New Orleans. I don't know if you guys remember when uh, Eli Manning got drafted by Eli Manning. When Eli Manning got drafted, he got drafted by the San Diego Chargers. Mm. Mm. And he, that day, you know, he threw a, 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 a fit and said, I don't want to go to San Diego, so... When they drafted him, they traded him to the Knicks. I mean, to the Knicks, Jesus, to the Giants. Oh, oh shoot. That's yeah, a they, big they, trade. They, <laughs> the Giants. And so I'm thinking, what if, what if uh, Mount Zion does that? I mean, you know I think, I, mean? I, I, don't, I don't know, man. I think it's a possibility. I mean, we've seen things happen. Um, <clears throat> I've seen 
um, I've seen, we've seen what happened with Kobe. Kobe, I think he was drafted to Charlotte, and then and then he was traded to to LA. Um, you see the same thing with Luca was drafted to Atlanta. He was traded to Dallas on draft night. So I mean, it's these kinds these kinds of things happen all the time. Um, I don't think that they are willing to give up Zion strictly because no they know Anthony Davis is leaving. So, I mean, we'd have to really get, I mean, if we really wanted Zion that much, okay, I'll give you the number three pick and I'll give you uh, Kevin Knox for, for Zion. Cause that, I mean, if you really want him that much, yeah, I'll give you the number three pick and a Kevin Knox. This way, if you do find a way to pull off a trade somewhere for AD, at least you do have an R.J. Barrett, a Kevin Knox, and whoever you get from the Lakers, which is the only other team, which I'm hearing <clears throat> that the Pelicans only want to deal him to the Western Conference. They want to deal him to the Eastern Conference and get him far away from being their competition. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. The, the, it, the chances just make it. Makes more sense for us to stand pat, relax, and wait because I don't think the Pelicans really want to deal with the Lakers. So we might have a chance next year or towards the the, the trade deadline where they won't take as much from us as as they would mm-hmm. right now in all season. But we'll see what happens. Um, yeah, yeah, we, we have to I, see. That, that's it. Like, it's even tough to predict. Like, and then I hear Stephen A. Smith talking about if there's a 95% chance that KD and Kyrie comes to New York. And I'm just like, Yeah, he keeps saying, I'm not saying this. I'm just saying, He's got, I, I, I do for whatever reason. He's got so Say I'm crazy, but I, I, yeah, I, he's, 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 he's one of those people where I'm like, But he's been wrong about KD before. Well, he, he, and KD called him out about. He said, "I don't talk to him." Yeah, but the, the thing is, is that there's certain things that you're going to be wrong about when you're in the business of getting your information from other people. It's just it's it's going to happen because anything could happen. Because somebody, you know, KD could have had people plant plant people to say things to to, to mm-hmm. people like him, and and not come back. You know what I mean? It, it was it was planned for for that to be misleading for there to be a story, and that's what I believe about. Mm-hmm. All of these professional leagues, I believe that there's stories that's supposed to be out there, because I, you know, like you said, uh, Ricky, that about you know he's probably like not gonna go to New York because they told him, because everybody's saying he is, but he's selling his house in L.A. and all of this stuff. Right, there's just so right. many things mm. that make it where it's um, you know, it it, it seems like all right, this is a done deal, but New York is not that place where you play around, right? As far as where you're going, but now I heard him say, if he wins, he's 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 leaving. If he loses, he's he's. You know, I I don't know. I don't I don't know how you forget. If he wins, he's staying. If he loses, he's going. Or I, whatever I the case the may be. Decision is entirely his based on that. Also, what do you mean? I Who mean, else? as much as I'm sure that they would love to have the best player on their team, they would essentially have to cut two of their primary players in order to keep him. Who? The Warriors. So, well, like, outside of Seth, uh, Seth, outside of Steph and um, Clay, um, I I don't think that would be an issue. Clay is one of the ones that would have to leave if Durant stays. Damn, that that makes no sense. That, and that's not that's happening. what I'm saying. Exactly. Golden State. They're not going, going to give up on Clay for KD. They're not no doing way. Especially since he's been in before KD. That, yeah, and especially now that they're killing without him. And this is the whole thing oh. that I never liked about that. They like they they like and everybody's saying they're playing better without KD. And I also I also I do like this. Better. I do like I don't like that. I, they, they're not playing better. They're playing in a system. Like a team. That, you know what I mean? Right. Usually, when you're in, when you're playing <clears throat> in a system, the system that they have, I see, it's like they give you the first seven seconds to do whatever you have, like whatever whatever the defense gives you, try to make something happen. If it doesn't happen after that seven seconds, you run a play, boom. That's how they get their shots up. 
when Kevin Durant is on the floor with them, they come down with that seven seconds. If whatever don't work, they throw the ball to Kevin Durant. You know what right. I mean? So it's it's just right. he's the fullback. Uh, yeah, he's just the fullback. When you have the best offensive player that we've seen since possibly Michael Jordan, I mean, you you kind of have to or score. I'll say, you kind of have to to adjust to having that kind of player on your team. You know what I mean? Yes. So, so yes. Yeah, you're gonna defer to him, and like I said, I've I haven't seen this Steph Curry since Durant got there. I haven't got seen there, him. right? And, and and you're not going. It's like when LeBron went to Miami. Like Wade was the man mm-hmm. there, right? And now LeBron comes. He he had to make. He was on chill mode, and he did not mind it at all. Exactly. Yo, but you could see he was like he was chilling in yeah. the playoffs. He didn't mind it yeah. at all. He did not mind. He's you go. You want to do that running? Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, he was letting him. He was like, he played that. Like, he got him. He parlayed that into two more championships. Yo, he, he, added to his you know, legacy. you know that picture that, that of him throwing the alley, and and, and Wade is already looking at the crowd with his hands out. Right, right, right. <laughs> he right, enjoyed right. that so much. He did not have to do anything to his body. All he had to do was run up the court and throw the ball up. You know what I mean? Like that's Damn. fun. Like, of course he wouldn't mind doing that. You know what I mean? So I could see Steph taking taking. Taking it back a little bit, like, all right, go ahead. Do you think? Yeah, I'm saving. And, and it, it didn't hurt his his um his record or his season or anything like that. He still was putting up yeah. numbers. He still was yeah. being who he yeah. was. They still had the Splash Brothers going. So it, it wasn't a bad system. Now he's not there. Um, as far as KD, he's not there. They just had to take a a step back and do what they used to do when he wasn't there, and they won without. Yeah. Him. So let. It, so that whole t- oh they're playing better with like it bothers me. Not that it matters Why? because it's not like that's my team or anything like that. But it's just like people are so quick to just say these things that are based on Opinion. like the moment. Yeah. Not 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 even a. It's based on the moment. Yeah. They they won against um the Blazers. They were gonna win against the Blazers with or without KD. Yeah. yeah. They're just the they're well, just the match. They, they play different without them. The only difference in their offense with KD not on the floor is that Steph and Kyrie take uh, St- Steph and Clay take two times more shots than they did when he was on the court. That's the only difference, and that's a more deadly offense to me simply because now that player you can bring a big on the floor. <clears throat> now that now Draymond instead of being the four who's getting out of the way of Kevin Durant because Kevin Durant sometimes likes to drive and sometimes right. likes to do pull-ups. So you have to clear that whole side. Now he becomes the point guard. That's that's when they really run yeah. like a fully oiled engine is when you have Draymond running the point guard and you have Steph and Clay as the shooters. And you're just running picks. All they do is run around picks and then they just find them. That's all yeah. they do. They run they run drills all game. It's it's dope yeah. to see because it it makes college players like like really focus and 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 like take the drill seriously. Mm-hmm. But it's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. But I, I um when I, when when I see the way they play, it's just you know it just makes me feel like they don't need KD. I felt like that was never I, I did. Think that K- yeah, they never did. Yeah, they never. They, they. I don't think they ever needed him. It was. It was weird that he went to the team that beat him, that just beat him. So that made that was like a sucker move. And then it was like, then you had, you know, these guys don't really need him. And you see the way they're doing it. I feel like they're doing, like you said, Ricky. They're doing the same thing that that um, Dwayne Wade was doing. Yeah. yeah, you know, they they take like they could take a night off when KD because last season, when when uh, Stephen Curry was having a few bad bad games. It was like, all right, I got it. Don't worry, I take over. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. not in the, the other thing I was gonna say. These these wins they're getting are decisive wins. It's not like these are close games. Exactly. They're just eking it out. Like these dudes yeah. are double double. And digits. let's let's yeah, talk like, about your, your your boy James though, Dre, because I know I know you you really you're a really big James Harden fan. But yeah. who told you that? What, what are you talking about? You're not a big James Harden fan. No, what are you talking about? <laughs> Because you talked about being impressed by him because of no, 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 the no. numbers that he puts up. No, 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 no. I said there's nothing. I'm amazed that there's nothing about James Harden where you look at he's not super athletic. He's yeah. not super quick. 
You know what I mean? So it's almost like see how he just puts up the numbers he does the way right. he does it. Right. Like he's not that, that, fast, he's not right. super strong. That can come off like you're you're impressed by by I'm him. I'm impressed. I, I am but impressive. Yeah, yeah. Don't, so you, don't, don't get me wrong. He's impressive right. for someone who doesn't look like he's strong, who doesn't okay, look like he's not saying. super muscular. Hmm. Yeah, so like for me, it's puzzling that I'm like, wow, for him to drop it and it's just like nothing scary. He's scary because you know he could score right. on you. You know what I'm saying? And so he got a mm-hmm. jumper. You know what I mean? And so, you know, having a jumper is one thing, but he's he knocks down jumpers with people in his face. But you know what I'm saying? But since when they lost in those playoffs before, I never was really into, and I thought this season was going to be different. But when they showed that last game, when they started losing, he was jogging up the court. Man. After, I was just like, yo, well, this dude needs to, he needs to really, like like you said, Josh, you said that on social media, like you don't want to hear nothing about James Harden anymore after this. And it's true. And it's <laughs> yeah, just like, yo, my man, because what are you doing? Because to me, everyone's excuse last year for the Rockets was what? Chris Paul was injured. They had a healthy Chris Paul and he played well. The thing, even James Harden put up good numbers. But the numbers don't yeah. matter in the loss. I love saying that because just because you put up numbers doesn't mean you really impacted the game. When you look at Steph, Steph impacts the game. He'll have 20 points, and you remember all 20 of those points. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it, and that's he, James Harden had the opportunity to have that moment. Number one, when KD went down, they were tied when KD went down and lost that game. Yeah. Then they went home and then lost at home with, with Chris Paul, with everything that you said you didn't have last year that you needed. Now, you're also talking about, yeah, they didn't have KD, but we're also forgetting they don't have Boogie. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's the, that's the other so, thing. Is, is he going to make it back? Because I know that he was trying, trying to say... He's trying to come yeah. back, dude. And, and it's funny, everybody's saying that. That's what I thought. They said KD is gonna be back for the finals. And I'm like, well, what if they what if they don't they don't win? But they saying it like Bro, it's, it's like it's a lock. Once once everyone saw <laughs> see this is the thing. I think everyone was Game less one. scared of Golden State once they picked up KD because they had a reason to be mad at them. They felt like they were falling off. So that's why they had to go get KD. And I think seeing the way they've been playing recently without him. I think that re-scared everyone. You know what I'm saying? Like, everyone is now like, <laughs> it was oh, like a, a like, reminder. Oh, hold up, nah. We can't take these dudes lightly. Like, you know what right. I'm saying? And then you see what they did. The first game, they came out firing. Man. You know what I'm saying? Like, Steph was on fire. Yeah, they figured it Clay out. Clay was on fire. And, and you know what I'm saying? Like, I love Dame, but it's... And CJ. But they don't... That team don't got it. Like I said, when you're playing cancer a lot of minutes... You are doomed in this in this NBA when when dudes are coming off the pick and roll and still being behind the three point line after they come off the pick and roll. That is, mm. you, you're not gonna you're not gonna survive in that era, especially if you got that as your starting big. And unfortunately, Nurkic got went down with that gruesome inj- gruesome injury. I never saw. I it. don't want to see. It. What, what 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 exactly I happened? Know. I just know it was nasty, and I don't want to see it. Yeah, like because when they showed it, on, <laughs> when they showed it on NBA TV, I noticed they didn't show it. They blurred it. No, they didn't. Oh, they they just didn't. Even they just talked about it. Yeah, they wow. just showed that he was. Yeah, they didn't. They showed everybody's face, and I said, "Oh man, that must have been no, bad." But nobody they said showed it was that. bad. People were telling me it was really bad compared to all the other breaks that they saw, and this is why I'm saying, man, like that's you are paying a lot of money. And, and and if they go down, say if that was, God forbid, their best player who went down with that injury, their season is completely lost. Just like what happened with us with, with Porzingis. You know what I mean? Like, he went down, and our chances at even being a, 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 an eight-seed sniffer were just gone. <laughs> you know what I mean? We would probably end up in a ninth seed anyway, but soon as he went down, it was over. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's it's these strengths you gotta be careful. So so going back to the A D thing and, 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 and Zion over there, like, you know, I feel I kinda feel bad for him. He you saw 
his face. He wasn't really that excited. I heard he had to be whiffed, was the word that they used, whiffed off. So, you know wow. what I mean? Because he, eating it right after the pick, because he, I, for whatever reason, um, it's wow. It's it's scary because I know he really he really fell in in love with the aspect of playing in New York. The yeah, idea yeah. of going to New York, and I, I think he got caught up with it just like the fans did. And I think exactly. the fans kind of did that to him because we were already all over yeah. everyone putting the Knicks jersey. What other team did you see put out pictures of Zion in their jersey? No Zero. other team. He was a Nick. No, I saw. Oh no, wait, I'm, I'm bugging <laughs> because I feel like that was like after he got drafted that I seen him. I mean, after they they did the uh, the lottery pick that I saw him wearing a uh, Pelican. Yeah, yeah, that was it. It had to yeah. be after he was a Nick, bro. No one thought he was going anywhere yeah. else, but yeah, it was December and it road to Zion. You know mm. what I'm saying? So okay. They're probably just trying to speak it into well, no, existence. No, no, yeah, I don't like that's, that's what I'm saying. Though. We as Knicks fans, we're so heavy, and this is this is kind of what, what's bothering me because now we're we're getting into this thing where we're starting to criticize the stars who want to come here, like we've had a multitude of stars trying to come here. We better take what we can get. Wait, who we criticize? Oh, that whole AD, Kyrie, KD. Trust me, man. I'm all over social media, and this. Plenty of Nick fans saying, "Yo, man, screw all of them. Stick with the young guys." I'm like, "But just stop. Come on, come no. on, come on, no. come on. You can't. We all, I don't no. like this about this guy. I don't like about that guy. I don't like this. But you're not gonna like something about every. This is it's gonna happen that way. You know what I'm saying? So so don't don't start and that and then now you got like Michael Rappaport. I love him." Hilarious dude, New Yorker. Yeah, he's, but you he's got him on um, uh, Skip and Shannon show, and he's saying we don't we don't want Kyrie. Who's we? Come on, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> and then y'all see, oh, so yeah, KD and Kyrie, they'll sign somewhere else in a second. Yeah, because of stuff like that. And then who do we have? We don't have Zion already. So if we don't get KD or Kyrie, we ain't getting either one of them. So then what do we have? We got to be grateful for whatever opportunity we got and just take whoever wants to come here for once. Like nobody else. That's why I don't give a damn what nobody say about Melo. I love him and I'll always give him his respect because he had the balls to come to New York and try to make New York a winner. I don't care what he didn't do. No one else gave New York a try. No other star since Pat. And the only reason why he was here, it's because he was drafted here. I don't know any right. other star that came to New York while in their prime. Oh, okay, I was going to say in the prime because we had a lot of oh, stars way after their prime. When they were yeah, way after, after their prime. Carmelo wasn't in this prime either. Nah, he wasn't in this prime. Ooh. Carmelo what? Carmelo Car- wasn't in his prime when he came. Nah. Yeah, he was. He was still in his prime when he came. No, he, he wasn't. wasn't. No, he, he wasn't. wasn't. He was like, he was probably like um, a quarter of the way down right. the hill. Okay. Yeah, okay. he was already on his way down. Carmelo right now, he's <laughs> thirty-three years old. I'm not. I don't, I don't even care about the age. He he already he already had the. Dre, you think about yeah, it. Yeah, we they discussed this in another podcast. He he wasn't it was, playing. It was it was nine years ago that he came here. He's 34 years old. What's nine years from 34? 25. He was outside of his at 25 years old. That's what he was playing like. I, I feel like that's what we're saying, yes. Do he, you, was, you, you, he was do not you playing the same. Do you know that three years after that, he won the scoring <laughs> title, right? Okay. Jump shots. So he wasn't he was in still, his prime he was still he hopping. won the scoring title. He was hopping. So, that, right. so, 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 but isn't so, so, isn't that like isn't that that's that's a great that's, feat. That's throughout that's throughout that's his career. Feat for someone who to if he say he was outside of his prime when he won this one. I mean, I don't. 
right. All but right. but just, so he was just, you know, there's, right. there's other things. There's other things that go along with um, Carmelo. Why it, it it didn't even matter. I I listen. I get I get what everyone is saying. I highly doubt that at 25 years old that Carmelo was on the decline. At 25. So and when did he stop playing? He stopped playing at 33. Hmm. Which was way after he left the Knicks, by the way. And then, and then when it, and how old was he when he came into the league? Nineteen. Nineteen. Twenty-five-six. All right, and then twenty-five to thirty-three. All right. Usually, primes end around twenty-eight, twenty-nine. That's primes. Uh, it, all, it all depends. I, I, it all, I don't know. I, I, I still want to call him in his prime. I, I still, I mean, like, if he came here in his prime, then, like, shortly after, he was already coming yeah, out. Yeah, for sure. I, I, I don't know. And, and, and don't get me wrong. I, I like Carmelo Anthony. That's, he was still one of my favorite mm-hmm. players. Like, I, I was super hyped when he came to New York. So, like, I don't no, want you to think I, I, I'm, I'm hating I just, on him or I just, anything. That, that's the, uh, the prime thing. I don't know about was he still in this prime when he came to New York? I don't. I'm not sure if we would have gave him that money and then re-signed him if he was that far out of his prime when he did count. Well, we know we talk about the, the stupid decisions that the Knicks brass right. have been making. So that was that was our, that was one behind. of them. I'm just saying. That, I was just saying was, the fact that he was able to sign two contracts while he was here. Right, right, right. Because he was Carmelo. I feel like the second one. It probably wasn't warranted, but they I feel like right. they had to, but Phil Jackson totally effed that. Right. Up. Yeah, he did. Like and then he, treat and then he, treated he lit, them like he did after that. Yeah, he lit he lit that, that bridge and he didn't even turn right. around. Yeah. Yeah. There was but no going back. We got sidetracked, my bad. Um happens. Uh let's be happy for what we get. But we, we still don't know. And, and that's doing. exactly why we got to be happy with what we already got. Number three pick, let's not trade it. Let's develop it. Even if we ah, get these we two guys. That, that'll be retarded. Yeah, yeah. even if we, we get these two guys. In, in, and, and this is, let's, let's, let me ask you this question. Does us not getting Zion make the KD signing bigger than it already is? <sighs> There's so many well, levels to this question. Well, that's going to be big anyway. I, I don't think it would matter. The, the, remember how we had that podcast and I said that? I said that, like, who who's really who really cares? Like, this dude is not going to have, like, that that big role on the team like this. And we have KD and, 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 and um, Kyrie. They're not going to be, like, relying on this kid, a first-year draft pick. to You know, like, if we, if we go into the finals... Or the Eastern Conference Finals, they're going to be leaning on like the rookie. They're going to be leaning on I mean, on the rookie. No, uh, no. the rookie is. Yeah, yeah and, that's, and that's, that's, that's kind of that's what I'm saying. Like that's that's not happening. I feel like this this draft has to do with the Knicks starting to clean up their act and finally getting the draft. You know what I mean? I don't I don't think it has anything to do with oh we don't. I just think the timing ends up like that because you know there's a lot of guys going to be free agents this year. Kawhi Leonard. There's gonna be a free agent. Yeah, uh, Jimmy Butler. I don't think Jimmy Butler's going anywhere. And uh, speaking of the 76ers, yeah, I think he'll I, stay I, there. I, I because they had a nice squad. Was playing too much over there. Uh, what's my Joel and B? He over there crying. He had the crying face. I was like, oh, he actually <laughs> let it go. He ain't even trying to cover his face. Yeah, but, did um, you see that that eight year old who wrote on um, Embiid the letter? No, nah, 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 Oh man, he was just like, "Oh, MB, you're my favorite player." Don't cry. Um, I saw you. I saw that you lost, and you were crying. I just want to let you know, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's okay. I was just but, like, this is dope. but because I'm, th- you know, I, I'm like, what, what is John Morant supposed to be? He's supposed to be a shooting guard or R.J. Barrett? He's a shooting guard. Right. So, you know, we were talking about that one of our podcasts that we needed to if we right. get if we get some. So, you know, the the really perfect for us in this situation, because Zion is what? Power forward. What do you say? He's a power forward in, in, in the NBA. Right. Zion. Zion, Zion, Zion yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, I guess, you know, I don't know. I just think that I think that the pick we got, if we do get R.J. Barrett, I think that works out perfectly because if we do get a Kyrie yeah, yeah. or it's, it's going to work Walker, out. But it's still not a pick. It's not our pick. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like it's just kind of like, all right, if we don't take this person, then, you know, what are, what are we doing here? And See, we, right. we, we got, ooh. If we had the number one pick and everyone was like, Zion is, is a guarantee number one, but we knew that we wanted R.J., then that's a real pick to me. We're, we're saying, we know that, you know, number one is what you guys want, but we know what we want and we know where we're heading. So we're going to go and pick um, RJ. Then that's one thing. But saying, all right, well, the number one and number two best um, players in the draft have been taken. Let's, we have to take number three or else, you know, you know what I'm saying? So I, I'm still... I hear what you're saying, and that's what most of the logical um, NBA analysts are saying, you know, that number three is a good pick and blah, 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 but I'm still salty about it. Like, I just don't like how everything went down with the draft. I, I, I don't care. I mean, I, I, I get it. I, it. It makes sense, and I guess because I'm cursed with trying to be think through things positively, I don't really let things. <laughs> yeah, I really don't let things bother me too much. You know, uh, it, it, it sucks. You know, uh, <laughs> it really sucks. Um, you know, I, I get told I'm insensitive all the time by my wife. But my thing is, is that listen, we we ended up, and I forgot what uh, I think the seventh pick in the 2009 draft. And we wanted Steph Curry. We had our minds so set on Steph Curry that what did we do? We missed out on Steph Curry and drafted Jordan Hill. We did not need a center. What did we need? Focus. Focus. Point guard. For like for like a hundred years, years you needed a point guard. Focus. That's all I want is focus. We needed a point guard. Or a guard, someone who could put the ball in the basket. We didn't have any of that, so we we, we would have screwed it well, up anyway. Though. Regardless, we screwed up. But we got to screw up because <laughs> why would you draft Jordan Hill when there's other guys like Arthur Rosen still on the board? Drafting a Demar Derozan hurt you. You know what I mean? Right. So this is what I'm saying. We have to focus. There's been plenty of times we've blessed with picks that we've ruined. So maybe this is another one of those chances for us to actually get a blessing and do something smart. They they already they already uh, interviewed both John Morant and R.J. Barrett. There's a chance that Mm -hmm. we don't know. We don't know what number one. It's we still got to go through the draft combine. The guys can act like they don't do hurt. Guys can act like they don't want to work out. Cannot show up. That drastically changes the draft board. You see what happened to Michael Porter Jr. last year. He was supposed to be a top five pick and ended up at the number fourteen pick just because of an injury. So mm-hmm. you never know. Guys can get hurt during workouts. John, if John Morant, God forbid, gets hurt during the workout, guess what? The Grizzlies are picking. He's not number two The Grizzlies two anymore. are picking you know Andre what? Barrett, and then we have to think about what we we got to be ready. We got to focus and be ready, whatever comes. You know what I mean? Now that now that you say it, who was this kid that just got drafted and never played? They said the Knicks was going to pick him up, but they said nah, they got scared because that was him, Michael Porter Jr. He hasn't played a month, yeah. uh, a moment. Who did he get the drafted Nuggets. by? Damn. Now, everyone says he looks great. He's doing a lot of nice dunks. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's nice. But we're talking about contact yeah. with grown men. And you know what that means? That means you got to work out a lot. That means you got to put on a lot yeah. of muscle. Next level. Yeah, you can be fine now. But you're going to need to put on muscle at some point. And when you start doing that, that's when back injuries come up. When you start working out heavier. When you start putting on more muscle, back injury don't go anywhere, unfortunately. 
You know what I mean? So that, you never know what can happen with these guys. So we just got to be focused and do our due diligence, do our homework on everyone. Someone I'm sneakily watching is Jared Cover. Be ready for us to draft Jared Cover, who played for Texas. Is it Texas Tech? I believe it's Texas Tech. I might be wrong. What position he's is he? Small forward. Um, oh, he's a long small forward, and he <clears throat> knows how to get to the basket. He can hit a deep, contested jumper, and more than anything, the guy's a workhorse. He has NBA work ethic. What set R.J. Barrett apart from most other people in the draft class? going into this year, which was he was actually the consensus number one pick before all this ion dunk started happening. That's true. He was the number one. He was the, because he, what, he had the most NBA-ready game. That's what I do like about RJ. But Jarrett Culver has NBA work ethic right now. So that's somebody who, by the time the draft comes, can be better than John Morant and R.J. Barrett. But we won't see that. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I'm saying we got to do our homework. We got to really do our homework. Yeah. So. Um, what else? What else? What else? What else? What else? All right. So um, speaking about doing our homework, um, last segment real quick, and we can get out of here. Um, R.J. Barrett. He's looking like he is... Uh, let's say we are going to J. Barrett. I'm happy with that. Um, I don't necessarily think that Zion would have been a great fit alongside Kyrie and KD simply because guys like that need a franchise of their own to develop those kind of talents. Um, you can't hand the keys to somebody like that to, 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 to somebody like RJ Barrett. R.J. Barrett might need to learn under a few veterans. You know what I'm saying? So um, I'm not sure if Zion would have been as great of a fit with them as R.J. could be. So um, I don't know. I think it's possible that he might be able to fit alongside them if they keep him. You never know. Let's see what happens. But um, I think if we do get him, like I said, you look at the list number three, Kicked in. I saw that you posted that. I thought that was cool. I thought that was a cool post too. Nineteen eighty. What was that on? Uh, Facebook. Facebook and on the Art of Nick's Instagram account. Um, but nineteen eighty Kevin Nineteen eighty two is Dominique Williams. Eighty four Michael Jordan. Eighty nine Sean Elliott. Three Penny Hardaway. Four Grant Hill. 95, Jerry Stackhouse. 97, Chauncey. 99, 2003, Carmelo Anthony. 2007, Al Horford. 2009, James Harden. 2012, Bradley Bill. 14, Joel Embiid. 17, Jason. And last year was Luke Dodonjic. So, you, like I said, when you're the third pick, you're usually a guy who has a game that's set. The first pick is usually the, the highest risk. So you're usually going to get a guy who knows his game and is going to work the game because why? He wasn't picked. So those are the guys that you really want to get sometimes because they will work harder than the first pick because they were that close to being the first pick and they want to prove it. And what did he say in the draft just um, yesterday during the draft lottery day? He came out and said, I'm the best player in the draft. Who said that? that? When did he before say that? Draft. It was a video of him saying it. It was a, a, literally before the draft lottery. Uh, um, an article came out of R.J. Barrett saying, "I'm the best player in the draft." That's literally what he said. I'm with it. I don't mind that. All right, I'm, that's that's I'm, I'm with what, it. What, what's, what are you supposed that's, to say? But that's. You got to look at this. This is someone who feels like people don't think that. And he honestly believes he is the best player in the draft. That's a guy you want to get to. It's yeah. really hard yeah. for those guys to fall off because they're always looking at the guy who is picked first 
and they're always going to work harder and try to do more than them. Always. Always. So, I mean, like, I, it's not a bad list to be a part of yeah. if you draft the third. I mean, and if it's John Morant, I think that's even better for us. <laughs> you know what I mean? If it, I don't, I mean, because, all right. The reason why I'm on the fence on that one is because he, he's like a baby mm-hmm. Westbrook. And we already have a Westbrook-like point guard on our team right. who's, who's also young. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, what, what are we supposed to do with it? And that's why we do our homework. And you start looking at guys like Jared Culver or Darius Garland, who is another point guard, but more of the Damian Lillard-style point, point guard. So... There's so many different ways, and that's what doing your homework means. And that's more than anything. That's what Perry and and Mills have shown me that they've been doing since they've teamed up. Is there? I, I, I trust these. I trust. I trust them. Like uh, so far, I haven't seen anything. The interviews sound clean and smart. Uh, I'm I'm with it. And then, did you hear that they, after the, the lottery, they were seen talking with Dan Gilbert? In the lobby. <laughs> for a long what they time. Talking about? <laughs> they were standing there talking <laughs> for a long time. They was like, yo, so what y'all want to do? Y'all want to work this out? You want AD? Listen, I want RJ Barrett. I want these young ones. I don't want Anthony Davis. I don't, I don't want damaged goods and a trade package. I'll, and you start I'll losing all kinds of pieces. Year. I like how that sounds. I, 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 right. I don't think he's damaged goods. I just don't think we should be packaging up anything. I right don't. Now. Right, right. He, he's, he's good. Don't get me wrong. I think that he's injury prone and that's a little bit scary. But I don't think we should be losing players to get like one guy. Like, no. You know, we got we to we throw in like the kitchen stuff. Yeah. But it, it's not even like we're making a playoff run next season where we're like, all right, this is the last exactly. piece. Exactly. Like, right. So it, it doesn't make exactly. sense. Why throw all your eggs in one basket for the first year? Now, imagine you do that and now you realize, all right, this doesn't work. What pieces do you have to change that? Exactly. None. All these Nick fans are thinking, yo, we can win next year. Why do you think I, it's going to happen that fast? They just wanted to. And if it happens that fast, <laughs> and, 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 it's going to crumble even faster. Right. I don't want that. You know what I mean? If it takes a two, three-year process, for us, just get us to the freaking playoffs next year in the second round. All right, if we can get to the second round next year, do you understand what yeah, that would be do great. for New York that, alone? Yo, watching these playoffs, it felt so like I'm just trying to imagine how great it would feel. To hear the crowd, the way they stay, the way they sound in these playoffs, the the playoff, the, the roar that I was listening to this tonight in Milwaukee, man, yeah. I just want to hear that in the garden. I just want to hear it in the garden, right? Because they oh, just man. they will that so, game. So they will that, that game. Yeah, well, I'm so mad. At that I, game, I mean, man. I I feel like Milwaukee's gonna win the series simply because Kawhi doesn't have the help that he needs there. Which is what I think will stop him from re-signing there, which I hope he comes to New York. I'll say Kyrie, I mean KD and Kawhi any day and figure it out at the point of point. Dude, I, I take that right. I take that over and then What? Yo? Yeah, yeah, I got up. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he said, I said I take that. For real. Yeah, yeah. I take that topic because that Kyrie. dude Kawhi could play D. And he could knock down a shot like that would be such a dangerous team. Don't they play the same position though? That, it, that would be crazy. Yeah, I, I don't even know. Well, but you know what? We got to see them play together because you know what I'm saying. Like you could put a lot of standalone players to like together, and it, it, it won't work. Right. For some reason, it just doesn't. Well, work. I mean, one thing I th- I do see is standout star. There needs to be one. Who who who's gonna who's gonna like take a step back? And, well, I'll tell you right you know I mean? now, Kawhi would never mind taking the step back. That's what I'm, that's what I was gonna say. He like, would he never would mind, mind taking the step back. And, and not only that, and he would play defense. He would do all those small things that. Would First of all, like. I don't know why anyone is not throwing that scenario out there. Like we can't go get those two and then draft a point guard at the number three spot. Right. But we got a point guard. Well, we, like, we, well, get, we, what need, we need, is no, we, we need, need another, another point guard if Dennis Smith is going to be our point one. guard. You know what I'm saying? So 
I would draft someone like that's why you do your homework. Darius Garland. That's another Damian Lillard stylish point guard. And you just have these guys that you just in that farm system. You know what I'm saying? And you just keep you keep just working on them and developing them. Then you still got Kyrie and KD to handle the brunt of the work. It it severely takes. That's why whoever we draft, it severely takes the pressure off of them, because if you mess up, it's okay because you're not counted on as much. Like the the pressure on Zion is so huge Right. right now. You know what I'm saying? Now. Being R.J. Barrett, and just like when, when Harden came in the league, he was playing behind Durant and, and Westbrook. So that pressure, he didn't have that pressure that they did. And he, in fact, he didn't even want to come, come off the bench and start. He wanted to stay as the bench guy until they eventually traded hmm. him. And then, all right, boom. Then he becomes Harden who he is today, which is crazy because he didn't really want to be a starter. I think they started him towards the end of his tenure there. But... For I think his first two years, he wasn't the starter. He was coming off the bench as the sixth man. So certain guys take take that time under other guys that are handling that pressure, and they just they just coast behind them and they just watch their work ethic. They watch what they do. They watch how they become great and leaders, and they just go when they get their chance to do it. They do it. So I think that I think that's a possibility. You gotta you really gotta consider having those kind of guys to come in there and sit behind these guys who could be KD and whoever he wants and just learn behind them. But yeah, I mean that that's that's a big big thing these guys learning for a little while because even when KD is gone and he's older, you still need somebody who knows the ropes, knows how to play. Yeah. But uh that that's why I'm like that's why I don't the thing that turns me off about the Anthony Davis idea is that you know do we get like we, we are we aiming for a small window where the Knicks are great right. for like two, three years yeah. and that's it? Or are we looking to build up these young players and, and, and like and build like a dynasty where the Knicks would be in the playoffs instead of like a drought for nine, six, seven, eight mm-hmm. years, you know, say you're in the playoffs all of those years. Which is which is why I, I kind of feel like a lot of those stories are bogus because this all of that goes completely against what Scott Perry and Steve Mills have been preaching. Since they've gotten office together, we're not going to be trading away assets. We're going to be developing young guys, right. and we're not giving up pieces. I kind of distinctly remember Scott Perry saying in one of his first interviews, "Going to be giving up pieces for guys who would be free agents in the coming year." So, right? Why would they start making these moves? Like, yeah, you can have a big three. Okay, great. Now, what happens when AD gets hurt, like he does? And Kyrie gets hurt like he does. What do we have? Then we're back to Dennis Smith Jr., KD, and Mitchell Robinson. And what are we doing with that? Right. So I mean, Mitchell Robinson—he's gonna be great, but I mean, he's not AD. If you know what I mean, so not yet. You gotta give yeah. him some time. I think I think he deserves a little. Get that motherfucker a little time. Yeah, I think he's gonna be about Mitch. I think Mitch is going to be great, but I'm saying next year. That's why you kind of... Yeah. I just wait that year, yo. I I really risk it. I take that risk and and wait that year because if if AD doesn't come, he's not the only free agent that'll work. You know what I'm saying? There's tons of other free agents. And then if we keep our assets on top of that, we still have the draft pick from this year. On top of the draft pick from last year and the year before, yeah. as well as Kyrie and KD, so you can just add whatever you need to bring whoever you want here. That's that's all. That's all we got for tonight. Um, we had to get to y'all about this. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, this draft lottery. Um, looks like we're gonna be picking R.J. Barrett if everything goes as planned. Um. We, I guess, the majority of fans don't really seem to be too upset about that. Um, the only other majority is the people who want us to trade trade the pick. So, I don't I think mean, that's. I, I, don't, I don't understand that. Yeah, right. it just just really doesn't doesn't make sense at all. So, I mean, it makes sense 
if you want to if you want to be good for a year or two and then be back to where right. we were last year um but i don't think i don't think we really want to do that to ourselves but um yeah. that's it that's uh it's been a while and glad to get back to y'all i know the season ended and we didn't really have much really to talk about um so we got something to talk about and there will be a lot of a lot more news and scenarios i'm sure coming out in the coming days and weeks as the draft combine gets underway so once again thank you guys for joining in on the garden mix podcast until next time until next time baby love y'all <laughs> <laughs> all right yeah. peace all right peace for us we need it right now i didn't really want to speak this into existence before the draft started did we want zion fuck yeah hell yeah (laughs) whatever the case may be i truly believe this is going to be the best recruiting year for the knicks new york city if you're a real dude all you guys if you're watching basketball players this is the city where you make your name and you get your name that's right this is the mecca call it that for a reason